The MK Mental Health Hour with Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support and MKFM. It's just gone 7 o'clock on your Sunday evening. Hello, it's Leah with you for another MK Mental Health Hour. This evening we're discussing depression with Dr Raj and John from Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support and we continue with the tune Sigrid lined up after Jonas Blue. It's Rise Now on MKFM. The MK Mental Health Hour and MKFM. Jonas Blue and Rise on MKFM. Good evening. It's Leah with you for another MK Mental Health Hour. And as always, I'm joined in the studio by John from Arthur Ellis. Hello, John. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Lovely to see you as always. So you join us every single Sunday at seven o'clock and we discuss a variety of mental health topics um, in kind of a safe space. And we always have an expert uh, with us this evening. We have Dr. Raj. We're going to be talking all about depression uh, yes. tonight. But before we get into that, any updates from Arthur Ellis? What have you guys been up to over the last week oh we've been up to an awful lot so we we have a as people might not know we have a corporate training so we we help um, people within organizations um, to improve the mental health of the organization so not necessarily just signposting but how do we actively um, support other members of staff and our colleagues um, so we have this week um, there's been five new companies and wow. which has been uh, amazing so really really good that's an awful lot of people that were able to support all at once which is brilliant um, and then on the one-to-one stuff uh, we support children young people adults and our aim is to build a free um, support service for children across Milton Keynes and we've been getting about a referral a day so that's wow. been um, Rita who's been on the show she's been absolutely incredible um, working a little socks off well anywhere. shout out to Rita well, <laughs> yeah, done, well Rita. done Rita and well done to you and the team and if people do want to support the work that you do at Arthur Ellis uh, can you give us your website details yeah so that's where all of our guides are that's where um, information about our services is and where you can self-refer so we have a week turnaround for appointments as well so we don't really have a waiting list so um, that is www.arthurellismhs.com brilliant and we'll make sure all of those details are available on the podcast section of our website mkfm.com uh, so this evening we're going to be talking all about depression and actually timing wise um there might be a few people that do feel uh, a little bit kind of sad and yeah. maybe a bit depressed this time of year blue monday is looming tomorrow it is. isn't it yes so blue monday is tomorrow um I, I don't know whether anyone could might be able to tell us this if they're listening but I feel I, I, should, I probably should have looked it up but I feel that it is just a marketing ploy that happened way back when and now all of a sudden it's latched onto and everyone is anticipating being depressed on a certain Monday in January yeah. and I mean it is that time of <clears> year <throat> isn't it where people have maybe overspent at Christmas and payday is still so mm. far away and you've maybe gained a few pounds and you've fallen off the bandwagon of New Year's resolutions and all that kind of hype so there is you know a bit of a pressure and it is quite a difficult time of year for a lot of people anyway there is yeah yeah, there's loads of stuff that people are carrying from Christmas, from the, the break with family, which we had a look at in last week's show as well. Um, all of the different stresses and um, strains that come along with that. So it's kind of a, a time where all of these might be getting on top of you a little bit. Yeah. And if we're looking at depression and sort of that embedding in somebody's life, um, it's kind of quite a good time to just help people look into themselves a little bit figure out what's going on and then 
throughout the show we'll be able to have a look at what avenues of support are available and what people can do themselves to try and break that cycle. Absolutely and to help us on the way in the show this evening we've got Dr Raj. Hello Dr Raj. Hi both, how are you? Very very well, thank you for joining us again because we did do a show before all about changing seasons didn't we with you Um, and if anybody missed that again available as a podcast at mkfm.com but we're talking about depression this evening. Um, As a GP how often would you say you see depression? Unfortunately, Leah, we see it all too often. It's the third most common illness that we'll see in general practice. So is that physical and mental, anything, everything... Well, they estimate that around 30 to 40% of all um, cases that we see in general practice have some mental health um, sort of element to them. Uh, but, uh, you know, around uh, 5% of, 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 the, uh, of the population will experience a, a diagnosed depressive episode at some stage in their life. And we, we had a little chat before about whether you can fully recover, what are the options of, or what's the, the likeliness of having it again? Is it going to be something that reoccurs? And you said some really interesting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So unfortunately, if, if somebody does have a diagnosed episode of depression, uh, there's a 50% chance that they'll have a second episode. Uh, and that chance effectively doubles each time. So if they have a second episode, then around a 70% chance that they'll have a third and so on. Um, so it's so important to for GPs particularly, that when somebody presents to us with low mood, that we do try and establish that have they had a previous episode that perhaps has gone undiagnosed, because it really helps us guide how we're going to manage their their current episode. Okay, well, if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, this sounds a little bit familiar, or maybe you know somebody that's maybe feeling a little bit low, we're going to get a better understanding with Dr. Raj about what depression actually is after we hear from Sigrid. This is Don't Feel Like Crying on MKFM. Loving that here in the studio. Sigrid and Don't Feel Like Crying on MKFM. It is the MK Mental Health Hour. Tonight we are talking about depression. Uh, Blue Monday is tomorrow. We're pretty sure that it's a myth, um, so don't make it make you feel like you need to be depressed tomorrow. But we're talking about the differences now about um, having depression and maybe having a sad period of time. And there are differences between them, aren't there, John? Yeah, there's quite big differences. So um, it's kind of like with any mental health issue, whether you're talking about depression, whether you're talking about anxiety, um, if there's something that's situational going on in your life that is... um, obviously going to have an impact on you whether that is a a bereavement whether it's a divorce might be a really stressful period at work that's going to have an impact on you but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a diagnosable issue um, or a mental health condition Um, so really what someone will look at when they are looking at someone who's presenting with something similar to depression is that it needs to kind of tick three boxes of impact to that person right so if you're feeling sad for a couple of days or you're you know obviously if there's been a bereavement you're going to feel sad for a period of time but it's really having a look at whether that sadness or that feeling of depression is beginning to impact other areas of your life so that's where it kind of starts differentiating and dr raj there are well in Arthur Ellis. We don't diagnose, we're an emotional support service, so we don't do anything clinical as such. So we don't diagnose people, but certainly we use kind of those three principles to see what impact it's having to someone to see how we can support them best. So it tends to be psychological, biological, and social. Is that kind of the areas that it it tends to fit into? So the biological issues will be their thoughts and what's going on with their minds. That might be where someone starts experiencing issues or thinking differently and then it starts having an impact on the others absolutely so it's a good place to start um and as you 
quite rightly said, is that there can be a whole bunch of triggers in our lives which can trigger low mood. Um, there are certain things that aren't sort of immediate triggers that can also make us more susceptible to depression, such as suffering from chronic illnesses, um, poverty, um, joblessness. Um, and so it's really important for professionals to understand the context with which somebody presents with these symptoms. And when they do, absolutely, as we've learned at medical school, we do go through a checklist which includes those aspects of psychological, biological and impact, social impact um, of, the, of the symptoms that you're having. Um, typically, a GP would ask you questions around your sleep pattern, your appetite, your concentration your ability to enjoy things that you would normally enjoy, mm. um, and also then about more of your psychological symptoms around anxiety, agitation, which can sometimes happen. And in some more severe cases, people can hear or see things that aren't necessarily there. So a GP will ask you a full array of questions, and they're trained to do that, to try and establish where on that spectrum of low mood somebody is. But giving them that context of has this have happened before, mm. are you suffering from any chronic illnesses, or are there any other considerations that they need to make about your life which will help them make that, that diagnosis of depression rather than just transient low mood. And that'll also help the course of treatment, I suppose, as well. So what, what direction is going to be suitable for that? I don't want to say patient, because patient, I don't really like the word. Well, that individual. That individual, yeah. yeah. So what, what course that individual needs to make? So is talking therapies always relevant? Is medication always relevant? So that's really that's a really good question. Um, it, if we know that this is a first episode of um, depression, then we're more likely to try talking therapies, uh, trying lifestyle interventions. If we know there's been an established episode before, we're perhaps more likely to try medication as a route, along with talking therapies. So yes, it does uh, change our view as GPs on how we might treat somebody. But the great thing about being a general practitioner is that we have the opportunity to get to know our patients, get to know their families, and see them, often just episodically, and that in itself can be very powerful in helping us um, establish the right journey for the individual. So with <clears throat> if someone is going through something that is difficult, so like a, a bereavement or like a, a divorce, uh, something like that, we kind of set uh, two weeks as a bit of a, a barrier to this isn't necessarily just sadness anymore. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Is that kind of how a GP would look at it as well? Absolutely. So if you've gone through a stressful episode and you're experiencing um, symptoms or, or feelings of low mood, uh, anxiety, and it's going on for a couple of days, we, we advise you to be aware of it um, and mm. be responsive to that. So maybe try some self-care. Yeah. Um, that you can get information on online and we'll share that with you later in the show. Um, beyond that, if you're getting persisting low mood and it's carrying on for around two weeks, then it's the right time to start thinking about, should I go and see my GP? Are my thoughts, are my feelings, is my mood started to be affected for a period of two weeks or more? Absolutely, come and see your GP. And we're going to find out more about when and um, what you can expect from seeing your GP all to do with depression after we hear from David Getter. Don't leave me alone. Place for you next. The MK Mental Health Hour with Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support. 
David Guetta and Marie, don't leave me alone on MKFM. Good evening. It's Leah with you for another MK Mental Health Hour. This evening, we're talking about depression. Uh, I'm joined in the studio, as always, by John from Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support and Dr. Raj. Um, so, just in case anybody missed it, a quick recap on um, when maybe we should be considering going to the GP if we feel like maybe we are depressed. You mentioned about there being like a two week window yeah so if, if you've been sad for a couple of days or so then that's completely normal um, but if it starts dipping into that two-week period where you have been experiencing uh, a difference in your concentration maybe your sleep your appetite uh, different social things so maybe you've recognized that you don't want to see people as much or you're not talking to people as much and you're kind of isolating yourself a bit uh, if that's really hit the two-week point then it's certainly worth beginning to consider going to speak to your GP about it. And, and like we said in the very first uh, part of the show, GPs see this really, really regularly. So they're going to be really familiar with being able to understand what's going on and get the right support in place for you. Okay, so if people are listening to this and thinking, okay, well, I, actually, I might be thinking about booking a GP's appointment. There are, are actually things that people can do before actually coming along to the appointment, aren't there, Raj? Absolutely. And and one thing it's really important to point out, there's lots and lots of press and media around the challenges in accessing general practice. And it's quite right, there are conditions that we would uh, not like to see, such as self-limiting conditions, sore throats, mild fever, upper respiratory infections, and so on, that can you know can be captured and dealt with themselves. However, with depression, we do want to see patients who are suffering from these symptoms. Yeah. We do make time to see these patients, and in fact, the NHS generally is trying to make a shift towards allowing GPs the time, often twenty-minute appointments, to see patients with depression. And and when we see them. Uh, um, um, individuals with depression or depressive symptoms we are going to ask some questions so I guess it would be useful to know what those questions are going to be around so you can start perhaps beforehand. even beforehand yeah. yeah so you yeah. can even start being more mindful yourself as to how is this affecting my sleep how is it affecting my appetite how is it affecting my mood how is it affecting my interest in doing things that I would normally like to do? And if you can record those over a few days, it's really, really helpful during that first consultation. So you would suggest to maybe keep a bit of a diary of how you're generally feeling, your appetite, your sleep and those kind of things that you just mentioned. Absolutely. So then if people do then come along to the appointment with all of those, um, those things written down, what are the other elements and questions that a GP might ask? So um, as I touched on before, uh, we'd like to put it into context. Have you had these episodes? before have you had a recognized diagnosis of depression or low mood is there a family history your social circumstances um, are you what are the triggers for this episode um, have you lost your job recently are you going through a difficult time with relationships um, but also we will know a little bit more about your chronic conditions if you have them um, understanding what support structure you have around you so do you live at home with someone else is there somebody that you can talk to these are all really really important questions that we'll ask you one of the most um, prevalent things that I find um, in general practice, and this is a question that can often throw patients off, is we will often ask you if you've experienced darker thoughts. Okay. So thoughts about ending your life um, or, or really trying to harm yourself in any way. And it's very important that we do ask those questions as a GP because it's very important we capture people who can experience those symptoms. And often with episodes of depression, people can episodically experience those symptoms our job is not to lock people away it's to try and do a kind of risk assessment try mm. and understand how 
important is that dark feeling how is this person managing it what support do they have around them and how would they cope if those dark thoughts were to become more prevalent and then I suppose to be able to diagnose and understand the best way to kind of help them and support them on the next part of their journey absolutely so we do take all of this into consideration but please don't be put off by your GP when they ask you that question we're doing it because we're we think it's a really really important question to ask and being suicidal in, in inverted commas isn't necessarily having a plan in place or have really sort of planned anything out that's something that has, has got to quite a severe point suicidal is just having those kind of fleeting thoughts that might spring into your mind mm. um so not to um make it smaller than it is or make it bigger than it is but typically if someone is in a state of depression they might or more than likely have these kind of little fleeting thoughts that can pop in and it's about capturing that uh, at the earliest possible point before they start developing any further and, and it's really important for that that gp to know that absolutely so it's about helping you developing a coping mechanism to manage that thought yeah and for everyone in the room to feel confident that um if they happen and they're starting to happen more often you know what to do about it yeah so you can action to put some action in place yeah and then what would be the actioning points that would that might come from that sure so typically um, um somebody presents with low mood we'll go through the the, the, the questions would establish all the all the, the, the symptoms and impact on someone's life um, and then we'll come out with a plan and typically that plan may involve if it's a first episode a referral into free talking therapies which we can refer people into um, or and or lifestyle changes um, in addition to that if it's a second episode or if there are more moderate symptoms of depression then we may consider medication as well and you'd also put a review in place and kind of help people and support them along that whole journey as well. Typically, we'd like to see patients two to three weeks after they've first presented so we can have an opportunity to review them. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we're going to look a little bit deeper into those talking therapies, uh, medication and those other kind of social influence points that Dr. Raj was just mentioning there after Danelle Jones. Now, you know what's up on MKFM. Nice chilled out tune for Sunday evening. Danelle Jones, you know what's up on the MK Mental Health Hour tonight. We're discussing depression. We've just established what maybe you could expect from going to a GP, but there are also some expectations uh, that should be kind kind of set and measured aren't there John yeah and I've I've been on the side of the coin which where I'm visiting a GP uh, to discuss my mental health and it's it's often or there is a, an expectation or a perception that everything's going to be solved from that one appointment um, more often than not unfortunately that's not the case there is um, some things that certainly you might have to go away and begin to action and begin to do uh, and also from the GP side there might be certain things that need to be put in place so I think that there's an expectation that um, even though you might have a, a great sense of relief or it might be quite cathartic to finally be able to talk things through um, it's it's potentially the beginning of a little bit of a journey around mm -hmm. taking steps to recovery so um, we just want to make sure that people don't have that huge expectation that it's going to be one appointment I'm going to be better problem solved yeah, everything's fine unfortunately these things are a little bit more complex so there are certain things that a GP will help you get in place and they typically uh, or they could start with looking at a variety of different talking therapies isn't that is that right Dr. Farad? Yes so the, the appointment can often be the beginning of a journey and we like to make it as collaborative as possible so once you've worked with the GP to establish 
whereabouts you potentially fit on that spectrum of low mood to depression. Then it helps us make the right decision for you. We make that decision with you, not for you necessarily. Yeah, yeah. So it might be low intensity psychological intervention, as we call it. So that may be even self-help. We might um, refer you to a website or an app if we feel that's appropriate. It might be a computer-based uh, program. We all too often think about talking therapies as, as lying on a couch with a psychiatrist, and that's simply not the case. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that that does also fit in there, but it's not the most common one by any means. Um, we can be interpersonal therapy so speaking to people um, and using a CBT approach where we challenge your your thoughts and how they affect your emotions and how that in in turn affects your behaviors and can often be a vicious cycle for people with low mood and depression it can be group-based therapies which is a little bit more higher intensity and again it could be CBT it could be group-based counseling typically these therapies will last up to three months and you would be expected to engage once or twice a week and in, um, in in more intensive episodes uh, where it might be three or four sessions a month in in other types of therapies so there are a number of ways that talking therapies have a role to play in helping people with their depression again not an immediate fix and we're so fortunate in Milton Keynes to have a variety of things going on so we've got uh, the mix which is a, a group thing you can head down to I, th- I believe it's at the point oh, people right. could should probably check out just on Google uh, if it's changed location but I believe it's at the point where you head down speak to people who are in similar positions uh, have a coffee have a biscuit and just get out and, and speak to people who are in a similar situation so even that can be considered talking therapies because you're just getting out and and discussing what's going on um, and then also there are the mental health services that the GP can put a referral into and I think in relation to one-to-one stuff uh, mind offer uh, one-to-one yeah. support uh, but also Arthur Ellis do as well so we have our one-to-one mentoring um, we do use CBT approaches um, quite regularly we also have a look at lifestyle uh, and a variety of other approaches that can be suitable for the individual whether they're a child whether they are um, a young adult or whether they're um, elderly so we have a variety of different ages and a variety of different issues that, that we support so we can help with all of those different um, levels of support too so talking therapy is really really helpful uh, lots of different varieties of those uh, in some cases medication might be um, uh, kind of somewhere to turn absolutely so typically for a first episode we may consider it but not always but some certainly for subsequent episodes it might be something we reach for a bit more quickly uh, medications there's lots of stigma attached around antidepressant medication which which shouldn't be there really but we can understand why um so a couple of key things to sort of tick off first of all um antidepressants will typically take two to four weeks before they start to have an effect so you have to create the get that expectation with the patient right um for those first couple of weeks people can often experience worsening symptoms particularly around agitation and anxiety and often it can even lead to suicidality, so people feeling suicidal and very dark thoughts. So it's so important that the patients are aware of that, the family and support structures are aware of that. I was going to say, the people around them Absolutely. knowing that they're beginning on this course of medication, so they might experience some changes, yeah, just to make sure the support's in there already. Absolutely. It's so tough for patients during those first couple of weeks, and, and your GP is there to help you with that as well. Um, beyond that, it's, so, it's important to recognise that you need to be on the treatment for at least six months after you're feeling better now it's not addictive and that's a common misconception around antidepressants they are not addictive but you do need to be on them for six months after you're feeling better 
If you stop it any sooner, there's a real risk that you may relapse and there can be other physical symptoms. So even if you are considering stopping for whatever reason, even if it's before or after six months, speak to your GP and come up with a plan on how to safely reduce your antidepressant. I was going to say you shouldn't just stop one day either. Uh, typically, they, they kind of um, they'll, they'll wean off just to make sure that it's structured, it's stable, because there might be some issues if you just completely stop your medication Absolutely. straight away. Absolutely, and we'll help you with warning signs that, that if this happens, this is when you need to put your hand up and, and get some help. Yes. And there are also some lifestyle uh, changes and things that you can do to help yourself. We're going to run through some of those after the script. The last time, which place for you next? The MK Mental Health Hour with Arthur Ellis Mental Health Support. Sam Smith, how do you sleep on MKFM? So this has been the MK Mental Health Hour this evening, talking all about depression uh, with Dr. Raj. Thank you so much for all of your helpful tips and advice this evening, Raj. Uh, you're always an absolute treat. And I know you've joined us before for the changing seasons. Um, so, so many fantastic pieces of advice. If people have missed a few parts of the um, show, John, we got a bit of a summary for depression and everything we've kind of learned this evening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's really important with depression if you're starting to experience low mood maybe your appetite might be changing you might be uh, changing concentration uh, sleep different things that might start having an impact uh, from your low mood if it's just been a couple of days then monitor it have a look at your lifestyle and see if you can implement some changes yourself if it's been over a couple of weeks it's definitely worth considering going to visit your GP um, beforehand it's worth having a look at keeping a bit of a mood diary so writing down how you've been feeling each day how your uh, sleep has been how your appetite might have changed and take that along with you to your GP appointment uh, that will really help the GP make some decisions on what course of treatment might be best suited to you so they could go down a variety of routes and discuss the different options around talking therapies whether that is digital advice um, some app based support uh, it could also be some one-to-one -one stuff or groups locally that they might be able to help you find uh, they could discuss uh, different types of medication with you what might be relevant but also uh, they will help you look at your lifestyle uh, look at the levels of alcohol you might be drinking your sleep and different advice around how you can alter those for the better um, absolutely in terms of what Arthur Ellis do within the community we are supporting adults with this uh, on, a, on a sort of a daily basis so if um, definitely go to your GP to have a conversation but if somebody did want to reach out to us if they do relate to anything within the show then they can feel free to head over to our website uh, which is arthurellismhs.com uh, either pop us an email or we've got a self-referral form and we have a one-week turnaround for appointments so we'll be Fantastic. able to see you and start helping you out straight away and the website is also where people can download and view an expert guide uh, prepared by yourselves at Arthur Ellis um, with all of those kind of helpful tips and advice that we've run through in the show this evening um, so next week we're talking about fitness aren't we and resolutions yeah resolutions are probably going to start dwindling quite soon yeah, I would say I so if they haven't already I think I actually heard on the breakfast show that the 17th is the day that everyone stops yes so um, we wanted to address some of the fitness resolutions that people might have so we've got an expert guest coming on to talk about how people can get back on top of it and get consistent fantastic well join us next Sunday at the same time seven o'clock for another MK mental health hour The MK Mental Health Hour and MKFM.